When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yeah. Championship Sunday on the horizon after a, a festive divisional round weekend. All kinds of Viking speculation on Purple Daily these last couple days, too, including a, a deep draft speculation episode with our guy Thorne Eystrom. I told you guys also on this uh, Tuesday why the Vikings should trade Neil Hunter. Judd put up a little bit of a fight on behalf of the Wilves, so you can check that discussion I gave out. Up pretty quickly. <laughs> Just blame them, basically. This isn't what I would do, but these clowns, on the other hand. So, uh, all right, we like to rank things on Tuesday. So Judd has brought a pecking order. If the Vikings were sitting down taking notes while watching playoff football, of which they were not a part of last weekend, what yes. are some things that they can learn? And um, this pecking order is presented in part by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy, making watching football even more fun than it usually is. Absolutely. Underdog Fantasy, which is the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. In fact, you could draft a roster this weekend for uh, championship weekend. Yeah, they'll do that for you. You can, you can draft players both on, obviously, the Bengals and the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Niners. You duke it out with a bunch of people and can win some coin as well. Of course, there's some great pick options. There's mixed sport entries, so I don't know. Maybe you want to take Anthony Edwards over under on points, and you maybe want to mix in some Brock Purdy touchdowns. You can do that. Got Underdog Fantasy. First-time users to get a uh, $100 bonus to use uh, to make those bets. So go to Underdog Fantasy and go download the Underdog Fantasy app. And uh, and while you're uh, going around perusing, uh, I recommend maybe perusing a website, vivrant.com. That's V-I-V-R-O-N-T.com. Discovered this amazing knife sharpening service a few weeks back. It's a Minnesota-based company. I mailed my kitchen knives in, and Vivrant professionally sharpened and mailed them back to me all within just a few days. They even sent replacement knives as well. So my wife and I are making nice. it a big goal. We, we've been, uh, we made poke bowls last oh, week. God, nice. I love a poke bowl. We've been yeah. uh, slicing and dicing in the kitchen, trying new recipes, just trying to be uh, adults, I guess, if you will. <laughs> and the freshly sharpened knives help us enjoy our time preparing food. It really is like, obviously most of America has knives, but most of you probably have never gotten your knives sharpened before. This is a game-changing experience that I didn't even know uh, existed until I discovered it. There's also a great uh, store in YZ where Joseph and his team are extremely knowledgeable. It's not just about sharpening, too. They actually have, like, uh, Japanese knives and skill classes, too. So check them out. Uh, two ways, scorenorth.com, keyword sharp, or vivrant.com, V-I-V-R-O-N-T.com. 
and the promo code SCORE will receive a, a free vegetable peeler for the first 100 SCORE listeners. All right, Judd, Beautiful. what can the Vikings learn if they were paying attention, taking notes on these these teams that are just, quite frankly, better than they are? Uh, okay, so I got four things. I got four things that if I'm KOC, I told the kids, hey, 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 daddy is still working, okay? The season might be done, but I'm taking notes, so... Go in your rooms and play while I take while I watch four marvelous football games and take notes. And I came away with these four takeaways. Number four is this one. And uh, we saw this as a theme from Kansas City. We saw this as a theme from San Francisco. And really, it is all over the place now. And the Vikings, and here's the best part. This is one the Vikings are positioned to take advantage of and already started. And that is expanding your mind, expanding the playbook. TJ Hawkinson with a full training camp and what he can possibly bring. Now, keep in mind, very effective, really good trade. But he came in midseason. And so, like, he was still used a lot. But think about an entire now um, off-season camps, an entire training camp. And I'm not saying that TJ is, is Kelsey or Kittle. But you know what? He's not, like, way down a list. In fact, um, Pro Football Network ranks him right now, and I think he'll rise, eighth among tight ends, pass-catching tight ends in the entire league. And I think he's going to go up that, that list. But if you look at guys like Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, uh, you're looking at guys who are huge parts of offenses. And with what Hawkinson did without any training camp to me and watching what Kelsey did on Saturday, 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Insane. Kittle, 595. Hayden Hurst tied for the lead on the Bengals against the Bills, five catches, 59 yards, a touchdown. Dawson Knox of the Bills, five catches, 65 yards. Like the versatile tight end who's basically a receiver is here. If I'm KOC, I've got that guy. I am going to school even more on incorporating him and making him a dangerous part of the offense. And I think Saturday and Sunday embolden that thought process. Yeah, I I agree. He was already a great weapon for the Vikings, but could there be even more with a full offseason, everything that you just said? And some of these tight ends that you're talking about, Travis Kelsey, like he's not going to be around forever. He's isn't Travis Kelsey like 33 now? So, and George, check, but yeah. George Kittle. So, the fact that Hawkinson's going to be like 26 next season, he still has multiple years of, of prime play left. You know, tight ends tend to age pretty gracefully into their early 30s because their game is never about speed. It's just about sort of finding pockets, and, and all you have to do is generally outrun linebackers uh, to get open on your routes. And so... Yeah, it's a no-brainer to give that guy a contract extension, and he probably becomes your number two threat after Justin Jefferson. Maybe you find someone to stretch the field or pop the top, as our guy oh. Thor Nystrom says, four. on the other side of the field. So that's four, and the best part about that, that one is I think that you can, can go to school on what like the Niners do or what the Chiefs do, but you have that piece. Number three, you don't. And I've touched on this briefly yesterday but i would like to um i would like to go through this a little bit more vet this one a bit more because it's a place where you were weak and i really think in today's league you can't be and that is 
you need to upgrade the nickel corner. And may I present to you Mike Hilton of the Bengals, okay? He was going into this year the second-ranked, according to PFF, slot corner in the entire league. May I also note that he is great against the run. Think Antoine Winfield in his prime at the nickel. And he is also a guy who is fast enough to be used as an effective blitzer from the slot. Think matchup issues when you don't know where that guy is coming from. And then I give you Shannon Sullivan, who who <laughs> was who was ranked 35th out of 43 qualified slot corners in passer rating against alone. Yeah. One year contract, 100% a plug-in guy. But, you know, gone are the days where it's like, well, if you're strong at the outside corners, you're great, okay? not I'm not denigrating those spots. They're, they remain very important. But I am telling you, if you watched the games and watched what teams did schematically with blitzes and the teams that have good slot corners, yeah. I think it's an absolute must in today's game to be strong there. It is. I mean, the middle of the field, it's also it, – it's – a harder position than ever to play because you yeah. can't you can't use your toughness necessarily as much as in previous years. You've got to be uh, not getting fifteen yard penalty. You can't just like intimidate the middle of the field. So it's uh, and there's and think about all these like gadget players that are just impossible to keep. Like the Niners, who's guarding some of these guys like right. Debo Samuel and it's it's crazy. The Niners run formations where they literally have like. We'll get to this. They're yeah. running like 23 personnel and stuff. We're going to put yeah. check and CMC on the field, and then we're going to put, well, I guess it would be. Uh, a Debo can be out there. Sometimes two tight ends, two running backs, like a like a 22 personnel. But, and McCaffrey yeah, so, split out? No, Duke, Duke Shelley does have experience in the slot. Yeah. He, he sort of profiles as a slot guy, but he's much better on the outside. So, th- yeah, this has been a multi-year When's the last time you felt really good about the Vikings slot corner? Captain I was, Munderlin? I was thinking about this last night. No, not really. Zim didn't trust him. I think his second year here, he was better. I think the last time that I felt like 100% like really good, Antoine. I guess. Yeah. I mean, he was he was one of the first guys, I think, that like embraced that job completely. Because it's a hard job. It's yeah. a bad job. Because you got to be a linebacker, too. Like you wasn't Captain, have, wasn't Captain Munderland a pretty – he was a pretty decent slot corner for them. He was first okay. Year, first he was year fine. He, first year he went renegade on Zim and decided to, to do his own thing. Second year I think he did improve. But, like, the last time I felt really good, like, okay, the Vikings without question have a top slot corner was Winfield. Yeah. I don't think you know, I've felt I, that way since. I was thinking – I know Cam Bynum is a safety, but – looking for slot options, he did play 40 slot snaps in college. <laughs> if you're looking to get creative with other guys that could maybe... I just want someone who's good, down there, because that, that job, to your point, gets tougher and tougher, not easier. Yep. All right. What else could the Vikings have learned if they were taking notes? All right, that's four and three. Two is not a surprise, but it's one of the most important things the Vikings are going to do in the next year or two, and that is this. Did you guys see the divisional round defenses that were good which the majority of them are did you guys see the speed those teams had on oh defense? god it's nuts. i want to use one word swarm swarm <laughs> to the football i mean they're football. physically tough too which i think the vikings lacked 
But I just want to talk about speed. Because, again, Phil, to your point, you're going against offenses that have nothing but speed to burn. And you're, and you're sending Harrison Smith. God bless him. Patrick Peterson, who, by the way, the Giants exposed. Okay? Nice year. These guys, the list that I'm going to go through is savvy veterans. And God bless them for that. Jordan Hicks, huge problem. Eric Kendricks, huge problem. Once his knee got banged up, Zedarius Smith lost his speed. Like, I just went through a list of one, two, three, four, five starters who I think were speed liabilities. And then did you guys see the teams that were playing this weekend? It's, You've got to get quicker. Well, no the, question. The play that stands out the most, we brought this up, I think, on Purple Daily yesterday. There was a play where Fred Warner, the uh, yes. Niners linebacker, where he had to run and cover CeeDee Lamb. Yep. I think CeeDee Lamb maybe lined up in the slot. I don't remember how the play started, but he literally had to run step for step for 30 or 35 yards on a deep ball to CeeDee Lamb. And he was right there. The ball was underthrown a little bit, but yeah, but he was that's running just with them. In, that's insane. And, and, and Fred Warner, he's he's a veteran. He's been in the league for five years now, but they found him in the third round. He was the 70th overall pick back in 2018, and he has morphed into one of the best overall linebackers and, and also cover guys in the entire league. So if you've got – you're the Niners and you've got linebackers running with CeeDee Lamb down the field, and the Vikings, meanwhile, Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks can barely keep up with aging running backs and uh, and tight ends, and it's yeah. it's just kind of sad to watch. And I think speed is a mentality too, though. Like they've got five guys 30 or older on that defense that we're starting. Like the whole mentality has to be quickness. It can't be, it's veterans. They're yeah. going to outsmart. You're not going to outfox these teams. These teams have offenses that are are basically basketball teams. Oh yeah, it's like they can go. They're they're going to go go go, and you're like, oh, what happened? I, I, the attempted marriage of the three four Fangio scheme with the lack of speed just made things absolutely ten times worse. Yeah, I'll so give you speed. one here. On the on the Kendricks versus Warner front, so a four year age gap, which is essentially the world for a twenty yeah. six year old versus a thirty year old. So uh, Eric Kendricks had the worst PFF coverage grade of his entire well, second worst as a rookie. He was lost a little yeah. bit too. Um, but Fred Warner, let's see here. Yeah, Fred <laughs> Fred Warner had a had an. 80 coverage grade to Eric Kendricks is 45 this season. Kendricks was one of the worst cover linebackers in the NFL. Warner was one of the best. So yep. the statistics kind of bear that out too on, uh, on pro football focus, but yeah, Jordan Hicks, not that much different. What's, what's uh, Kendricks career high for a coverage grade from PFF. I'd be curious if you, have uh, that. two years ago, 90.7 and yeah, 2019, 88 out of a hundred. Yep. And it's now half of that in 2022. See this, folks? This is a cliff. It's over. This is what happens when you go <laughs> off the cliff. Yeah. Like, that speaks really volumes. Yep. That speaks absolute. Eric Kendricks, in his prime to me, was a hybrid safety linebacker. In 2020, well, actually, uh, he, he did miss a few games in 2020, so it's not quite fair. But he uh, he averaged giving up two or three yards uh Per reception, less than he has the last couple of years. Yes, it's just it's all all the stats are screaming at you. I test is screaming at you. It's all tough. right, 
so th those are uh, um, in my list. Five, uh, five, four, and three, or I'm sorry, four, three, and two. Here's number one, okay? This is the top thing, and I'm willing to bet that Kevin O'Connell has dabbled in this world before, experimented, thought about it, but it was driven home. It was driven home on, in particular, Sunday in the first game, or in the second game, and not because, not because his mentor, his former uh, boss, Sean McVay's Rams were playing, they're out. But keep in mind, although they never worked together, very much McVay and, by extension, O'Connell, come from the ultimate Shanahan tree, from the Mike Shanahan tree. But Kyle, of course, Mike's son, and KOC are good friends. And that is this. And this has got me to thinking. As Kevin O'Connell watched this game, I wonder how much he thought, you know what? I got this team on the right track offensively, but we're not anywhere near it yet. And that is the positionless players. The positionless players that in particular San Francisco has. And how they draft and the mentality of this guy is not a, it, it's no, it's a luxury and it's nice, but it's no longer enough to say, well, my guy can uh, line up in the slot, my receiver, he can line up at the X or the Z. It is now, where else can I put him, okay? And I'm going to give you two guys in particular, and then I'm going to give you the juxtaposition of where the Vikings fell here to show you how far away KOC is from where I think he wants to land eventually. Debo Samuel, this season, in the regular season, 42 rushing attempts in 13 games, 56 catches. And we all know that, that he basically plays both, uh, both receiver and running back. In-season trade for Christian McCaffrey in 11 games with the Niners. 52 receptions, okay? 52. Now, here is what the Vikings had, and here is why I think the Vikings are nowhere near where O'Connell probably wants to be. Because keep in mind, O'Connell, if anything, would borrow from what Kyle Shanahan is doing if he could. Dalvin Cook had 39 receptions in 2022. He's had more than that, despite the expectations, three times in six years. And he had never played even 16 games. Well, in, and what, what were the yards per attempt in or, a per, per, or per catch? Like, those are down too, right? Yes. Yes. But he played in all 17 games and still had 39 catches, okay? So that's nowhere near, like, that is, I thought it was going to be a career high for receptions. And he had a bunch of passes thrown to him, and he also dropped Far more passes than I expected. And then the last one is no Vikings receiver had more than four rushing attempts. Justin Jefferson and um, and the guy that they got from Philadelphia. Oh, Jalen Rager. Jalen wow, Rager. You already forgot his name. He's so irrelevant. I'm he's confusing just, in my old brain Jalen Naylor <laughs> and Rager, and I didn't want to say the wrong guy. <laughs> but anyway, long story short is – the Vikings, I think, in drafting are very much going to look towards the positionless ability to use guys in different roles. And there's no question right now they don't have that ability and what happens when you do as far as matchups yeah. go. And again, helping out Justin Jefferson. It's kind of amazing when when, when Dalvin Cook basically took over for Adrian Peterson, right? There's like a year gap. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, finally, a new age running back, a guy that can play on third down. But now, like, the game has evolved even more. Like, now Dalvin looks like kind of an old-school guy that 
he's not he's actually not that great as a third down back. He's not he's not a guy. You know, look at block, a- right. Austin Eckler is like yeah. that's what you're looking for on third down. Austin Eckler is the sort of the new age or Christian McCaffrey's been that way. Um and then um the Cowboys, I mean my god with with Pollard, hopefully he comes back as at least somewhat of the same player. Just guys that you can kind of you can line up, you can when Dalvin's lined up as a receiver, I don't think like, oh, here we go now. I just <laughs> exactly. Think, oh, they're just kind of moving him out. They're just moving him out to get a defender stretched out there. That's what I'm thinking. Right. <laughs> when and the I Niners move guys around, you're like, oh, my God, use, use Juice Check could catch a pass on the outside, and you never know where it's coming from. And I think when O'Connell lined Cook up outside in OTAs, I think he thought, I've got a threat there. And then we saw it, and it's like, okay, you don't. So, yes. Yeah. So, I, I think that there is uh, – that's the most – probably the biggest – takeaway was what did O'Connell see teams doing offensively and just imagine if the Vikings again all in a huge attempt as well to free up JJ imagine if the Vikings had guys that had to be accounted for and you didn't know what their role was going to be particularly until the ball was snapped yeah so those are four things according to Judd the Vikings could have taken notes on dominant tight ends upgrading the nickel corner speed on defense and positionless nimble Swiss Army Knife offensive players. You know, uh, a familiar name has been a part of two of these teams the last three years that kind of fits that description. And the Vikings had him for four years and maybe didn't know what they quite had. Jarek McKinnon. Oh, God. Kansas City. He was with San Francisco a couple years ago, too. Yeah, he he went there, I think, right after the Vikings and got hurt. But Andy Reid, how incredible is that to watch that guy utilize players yeah yeah Jarek missed two full seasons with injuries and then he went to Been san great. francisco in 20 and yeah i love him it's like great 31 years that. old but man it's a good player plus good he player. can block too his pass you, pro is incredible do you think the vikings do you think the starting running back for the vikings or the guy that's going to get the most carries for the vikings is currently on the roster no i don't i think cook is gone for sure Madison might get paid, and the Vikings ain't going to pay him. Like, they clearly – I was really surprised that he didn't get more run. Like, he can catch the ball, but if they didn't give him a chance, he's not going to come back, I don't think, even if Cook is gone. Um, The only way would be Ty Chandler, right? Yeah, because – That's a possibility. Wangu is a special teams guy who might mix in here and there, but – the fact that they didn't really even use him at all on offense until like some of the garbage time games at the end of the year. So yeah, Ty, Ty Chandler makes the most sense as a guy currently on the roster that could, I I think, I don't think Madison's back. I think he goes and this is a chance for, he's not going to break the bank, but this is his like one chance in his life to go get paid. And I wouldn't pay him. So yeah, that's not going to be me writing that check. Dalvin, you could probably find a team that, a Buffalo or somebody, yeah. Buffalo needs a, a run game upgrade. Go put the cooks together. and <laughs> Buffalo know. has no run game. One year of Dalvin. One year of Dalvin yeah. could fix that for them. Or at least uh, you can convince them of that and maybe get a third-round pick or something. So, all right, there's your packing order here on Mackie and Judd today. Uh, also, we have, a, we have a bonus scoop of Doogie on the feed. We're going to have a little flagrant howls 
to make sense of why the Wolves keep losing to the worst teams in the NBA. How about your Wolves? 13 loss, 13 consecutive defeats for the Rockets come back last night, and they're like, no, 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 let's break that streak for you, Houston. It's embarrassing. The Wolves, if they were to just beat the Pistons and the Rockets, would be like the five seed in the Western Conference. But no, no, no. Apparently we can't do that. So uh, all sorts of stuff on the Mackie and Judd feeds, scoring on the YouTube channel and over on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow.